Hello, ladies. You are listening to the Saludable Latina podcast with Lilia Gomez-Ash. The Saludable Latina podcast started with the intention to raise awareness about women's health topics. But then I quickly realized that the wellness journey is full of transitions. So I expanded my mission to include spirituality, intuitive-led, and lifestyle wellness-focused topics. I am more focused to bring authentic conversations and stories relating for our insight for growth in our own wellness journey. The Saludable Latina community is a group of purposeful women who are smart, passionate, and have a dynamic, diverse point of view and insights that will help many women find growth in the wellness space. And I hope that you are able to learn something from their own personal stories or health advice tips or conversations that we have from woman to woman. In this week's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Sandra Mora, who is an entrepreneur and financial coach, as well as an insurance agent. And she has a very big passion to help women improve their financial habits and taking control of their money. She is also the creator of Latinas in Finance platform and the owner of the One Edge Insurance and Financial Services Agency and holds a bachelor's degree in finance. So are you guys ready for episode numero 39? Listas? Here we go. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of Saludable Latina podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Sandra Mora from Latina and Finance. How are you doing today? Really, really good. Really excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Of course. I think the topic when I did the workshop with you with yeah. financial literacy and budgeting, I didn't realize how much I needed to still learn because I thought I had, no, I think I have a pretty good grasp, but I still learned something new each and every day. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today because you had expressed during the workshop that we have a very scarce mind with money. Yes. So we're going to get into that and how it kind of <laughs> plays into wellness too because mind and emotions evolve a lot around money, right? Yep. So yep. when did you actually start off um, studying finance? Wow, it goes back to, that was my, that's my degree, my bachelor's degree. I have a bachelor's degree in finance and accounting. But I mean, I can tell you every time that I go to a workshop, instead of talking about myself, I'm like, well, I didn't like to play with dolls. I like to play with money and calculators. So wow. it all started when I was a little girl. That's amazing. Um, and then just stopped. And then I started college, went to school for finance, always had something with numbers. So it was easy for me. Um, then working at the bank. So but the awareness, because it's it's so different to have to know to, to have the knowledge mm-hmm. than actually implement it. That is so true. Yeah. So and and to have that awareness and be like at the same level, like your money mentality with um, your feelings and your emotions, like it's so so attached. Yeah. So it all started probably like three years ago when I had to go through a divorce and financially was chaos to me. Okay, and can you describe a little bit more when it started three years ago? Um, how did you grasp that you needed to take a little bit more, I guess, responsibility for your wellness because mm-hmm. you were you were obviously facing a season that most women kind of are trying to still navigate. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you were good with numbers. So where did it, it actually stand for you when you were going through that transition in your life? For me... I just couldn't believe that I love numbers and I was, I felt that I was so good that I was in this, in that situation, like stuck in that situation. And then I found that it's because I'm a Latina. 
you know oh, can you elaborate yeah. a little bit more because you did say something like sometimes latinos we have a scarcity yeah on money and i was kind of raised with my mother's good with numbers by the way mm. you know so my mom is a matriarch you know just like how you yeah. said mentality so before you get started with mm-hmm. more um how was your mentality when you were younger like obviously you play with calculators but did your family introduce you to like don't be afraid of money or don't spend money say save save mm-hmm. or spend 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 so my family it was more spending people that need money that need it okay so give back give back but they never taught me that in order to give back, you have to be good financially. Yes. And and that's number one. And number two, um, I remember, and I don't know if you heard this in the past, but my mom, her number thing, her number one thing, even though she was a professional, was like, marry someone who can provide financially because you're mm-hmm. not going to suffer that way. And I think a lot of women come with that mentality mm-hmm. to like, casate con alguien que te va a poder mantener. Um, mantener yes. And you don't have to worry about anything. Yes. So let's fast forward a little bit when you said you were in a transition and you were going through a divorce but you were really good with numbers how did you manage to have that transition in your life and then evolve to slowly to yeah. where you're at it was very painful <laughs> it was very very painful um it was a awakening for me awakening call like i was the worst like i i was in a situation a really bad situation like basically no money um almost bankrupt like I had nothing left, everything, because I never took care of myself first. And I really went by, oh, well, he's going to take care of everything. Oh, well, uh, he's going to take care of everything. Yeah. I can help him. I'm really good with numbers. I know how to create budgets for people. But I wasn't doing it for me because I wasn't loving myself enough uh, to take care of that. Because you were very dependent on your yeah. husband to do it for you at that time, Exactly. Right? I think it's really kind of like beautiful that you were able to share that because mm-hmm. not a lot of women share that story. And to be able to now own it, which mm-hmm. is the most beautiful part, is to what did it reveal for you in your journey? And you realized that during your journey, you said, I didn't love myself enough to do it enough for myself. Mm-hmm. And so what did you do after that? Well, it was a long, like a long transition for me. Like a lot of, it was personal development, to be honest with you. A lot of personal development and not feeling guilty. Because at first I felt so guilty. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I went through this and I let this happen. Uh-huh. If, I'm, if I know about numbers, if I know about finance. So it was more about being more conscious about my thoughts. More, a lot of personal development. I totally changed the people that was around me like just my environment completely because I was in a very toxic environment can you explain further what toxic environment um, was like for you because some people also explain like they have to change relationships and environments but some people stay stagnant so how did you change and how did it help you in your wellness as you were discovering literally just the people around me even friends at that time that I know I know that were not really friends yeah. And as Latinas, mm-hmm. and, and don't get me wrong, but I, we, I see it all the time. Even now that I help a lot of clients, I mm-hmm. see it in women. We're just so, oh, let's have this big wedding. Or let's have, let's go shopping. Let's do this. Oh, look at her ring. Or look at this. And and I was in that environment. Uh. So it was not for me like, oh, yeah, look at what I have. But all the people around me were like, literally, I had people that told me, you're so stupid. Why are you getting divorced? You have everything. I know. And that's kind of like the environment that you end up in. And you're kind of... Did you ever question yourself when they were telling you that? Yes, I did. I I was like, 
well probably i am complaining too much <laughs> probably i'm complaining too much i shouldn't i shouldn't continue probably i should just leave things as they are right now yeah and i'm lucky because they used to tell me that like you're so lucky you're so blessed he does this he does that um but it was not that so that's what i mean by a toxic environment so now that i'm surrounded by amazing people and i'm not saying that they're not amazing people it's just that they need to shift their mindset as well yes and love themselves a little bit more so i I completely changed my environment i stopped talking to a lot of people that were toxic to me and that was not helping me and it's just the people around me they're so so genuine and they they totally understand that so that's so so important that is amazing how you're describing like being able to letting go of relationships mm-hmm. right because i also believe like certain relationships when you're going through something you know and you're realizing i need to make a shift or i stay here mm-hmm. right and you realize i don't want this to be part of my new transition so mm-hmm. letting go is perfectly fine y como tú dices, como Latinas, sometimes we have a hard time letting go because they're like but i'm so comfortable yeah. um with certain relationships or even friendships mm-hmm. too that can be toxic so as you were transitioning and learning to self-love yourself and good with numbers how did you manage to start transitioning okay i gotta take charge now because i'm no longer going to depend on the situation that mm-hmm. i'm in right now um it was a lot of faith (laughs) to be honest and not only faith but literally i remember that at first that's why i understand my clients because at first i was just so nervous of opening my bank account just looking at my statements and i'm like oh my god i do this for other people why is it so hard to do it for me because i knew i wasn't in a good situation Mm -hmm. but once i was it took me time like literally like every every sunday i look at my numbers so every sunday opening up my accounts tracking everything my expenses and i can be very very like good at just like i went over by two dollars and things like that so just make like doing everything and every time i noticed it was less painful Mm -hmm. it was less painful less painful until like it became a habit so now it's so simple but at the same time i understand my clients i totally understand them because i know how it feels to literally sometimes i didn't even have like 20 dollars to put gas because i just moved here no job didn't want to start in corporate again and just opening a new business is not easy at all it's not it's not (laughs) i'm speaking about i mean i'm not i'm not in a business mentality yet but i figure at some point in in my journey i will be but it is not easy. No. No. And I'm, I I thank you for being so open and honest about not even having $20 for gas. Because mm-hmm. I think we've all felt that some that some of that in California. Because it's yeah. very expensive in California. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to put it out there. We're, we're paying for so much. And we're mm-hmm. trying to keep up with making sure we're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it was, it was a really difficult situation. But I also believe that you learn from pain as well. Yes. So I grew a lot. And that helped me be a better person and be a better financial coach too for my clients and understand them. Because one thing, I mean, I can be so good at numbers and not understand their feelings and be like, well, why aren't you doing this? It's so simple. It's so easy. But then there's more behind it. Yeah. So there's more. There's more that they're caring. They're, they're subconsciously, they're thinking about money in a negative way because that happened to me. So it's just working more on their mentality 
and then we can break numbers. <laughs> and how did you work on your mentality um, in order to be able to have a stronger relationship with your money? With my money. It was reading, a lot of reading, and declarations and affirmations. Literally, I wrote a phrase that I have in my phone, and every single day, like probably from 50 to 100 times, I'll repeat it to myself. And I record it myself, and then I play it on my car. And it's just a simple sentence a simple paragraph that talks how i'm abundant and i have money and i'm wealthy and money comes to me so easy and it's like it's reprogramming yourself it does miracles yeah so you mentioned another strong word faith yes how did it get you through to being financially more stable in your difficult moment in time how did faith incorporate it in your life well i just i knew that everything is going to be all right because when you're opening a business if you don't have faith then you're not going to go <laughs> just not knowing what's going to happen like if you're going to have clients mm-hmm. if you're going to sell so for me it was more like i can't see it mm-hmm. i can't touch it yet but i feel it like i oh. smell it like it will be fine like for me it was god will provide he will guide me through the process and he will keep me strong and he did because yeah. now i look back and i think okay three and a half years ago it was like i wasn't crying or scared i was like it's when it's, it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine like i'll make it happen even though i didn't have probably enough to pay expenses or whatever i had to do i just knew that it was gonna be fine so for me i call that faith because yeah. you don't have it yet but you'll know you have it yeah it's almost like he's touching your holy spirit and yeah. letting you know even when you think you're just like hanging by a thread like, I'm here to guide you, right? Mm-hmm. The, the revelation now is that, wow, look at what you manifested, right? Mm-hmm. So when you were learning about financial literacy and the mentality, can you explain a little bit about the mentality that most Latinos have with money? Because I think that's a huge, huge factor. Yes. I was raised with don't spend and save. Okay. That was a mentality I was like, you, you were raised. did I listen to that? No. <laughs> I, as soon as I got my first job, I was like, spend, 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 spend. And now that I think about it, I'm thinking, wow, if I would have just listened to my mom, I would have had so much more to gain and not be like, oh, I should have saved that money versus me spending it. But you know, mm-hmm. when you're young, you want to just spoil yourself, right? Um, but also too, because I wanted to take that financial burden off my mom like that she didn't have to worry about paying for etc etc for me because now I was working so can we talk about that because most Latinos have a very scarce mentality on money because we think we don't have enough or we have too little or maybe sometimes we have too much but we don't want to spend it so I think there has to be a balance for everything and I always I always talk to my clients like you have to save money percentages we go through budgets but you can't go to the other extreme. So a lot of Latinos have either the mentality of you have to work very hard for money. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a lie. Money, it's so easy mm-hmm. once you understand uh, the mentality. Think about it. A lot of people are making so much money and they're not working that hard. Yeah. But as Latinos, let's go back. We always... Latinos always work in the fields. That's mm-hmm. hard work. That is. That's labor work. That's labor. Exactly. Yeah. In Mexico, it's it's really difficult to make money. Yeah. So it's already, they're already programmed. So once they have some money, mm-hmm. they don't want to spend it. Yeah. They yeah. just want to keep it in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you go back, like if you try to reprogram yourself, that money, it's so easy to make. 
and you can and I'm not saying that you're going to go over and, and expand. Like I said, you have to have a balance. Mm-hmm. But the money is so easy to make that you can um, allocate a percentage to your savings and allocate a percentage for you, for your well-being to go out and having a plan in place. But we don't even have a plan in place as Latinos. Sorry. No, it's okay. Because I have to admit, I didn't have a plan in place. <laughs> you know, I wish I um, would have had some type of guidance, you mm-hmm. know, like... Um, which I think you should look into is having workshops for the youth in high schools because that's where it needs to start because as soon as you transition out into the real world yes the mentality is already there you're either hanging on to it or you don't want to spend it or you spend it all and end up with nothing yeah exactly and and not only that like think about it once you graduate college debt you have so much credit card debt and so much like student loans Mm -hmm. i think that the system like in this way screws you over yeah it does it does so now if you grew up in a scarcity mentality and as latinos we do uh, subconsciously because of our ancestors the way they grew up it's already the word program already so if you you graduate you have access to credit cards they don't have access to that in mexico as we do here you know to get in debt and this and that and then you end up being a slave of your check wow wow because you have to pay all that that is so true and then we go back yeah how are our ancestors they were slaves too Oh my God, girl, so, we are preaching right now. I'm like, yeah, I didn't realize it. Wow, yeah. So it's it's all in your mind if you think about it. And, and it takes a lot of like reading and it's not like, oh yeah, I'm going to wake up today. I'm going to think that it's so easy to make money and then all of a sudden money's going to be here. Yeah. No, it, it takes work. It, it takes a lot of work because it's something that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago and it keeps, it keeps um, how can you say it, um, your, your grandparents and then your parents and then you have it as well you just have to break that chain yeah. and you have to make that change so how did you break the change when you were transitioning because you were so knowledgeable already but you were realizing like oh my god how did i end up here mm-hmm. so how were you able to break that chain Con- being more conscious about my thoughts and reading a lot uh, personal development for me was big thing and then it's funny because one of the things that I make my clients do it's like I I want you for seven days to not complain and just write something positive Mm -hmm. and this not only helps helps with money it helps you with everything right and change that that's an exercise for you to be more conscious about your thoughts Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. for seven days you can't complain and if you complain you have to write it down and change it for something positive now it keeps you more conscious and aware and then when you're thinking about money in a negative way like think about it if you think about savings we get like something here in your stomach oh like, girl nervous, yes. right? Everybody's, everybody, <laughs> it's almost like saying tell me your deepest secret and everybody's yes. like I, I, that's how yeah. people feel about money yeah. like like Ugh. like i don't know am i really am i really there or am i really still trying to figure things out exactly yeah and we shouldn't feel that way because mm-hmm. that's already put in money in a negative perspective. So we have to change that completely. We have to anchor money with something positive, oh, right? Yes. So it, um, going back, so it took me with a lot of like reading, a lot of declarations, and it's an ongoing process. It is. Because you're not going to change it in one day or one month. It Thank takes you. time. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an ongoing process. Even me, like sometimes I can, I catch myself like, I'm really good with like not overspending. So if I go to the store and I'm like, oh, that's a cute dress, but oh, that's very expensive. And I'm like, wait, stop. No, 
Uh-huh. I do have the money for this, but it does not align with my goals. Ah, that's a good positive affirmation. Yeah. Kind of like the want and need list. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Is it a want or is it a need? Mm -hmm. You know, but I have the money. It's just that I prefer not to at this moment. Exactly. So that's like rethinking self-consciously mm -hmm. about your money. Wow, we just did an exercise right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's powerful. It because is. Because now if you anchor that with money, every time that you're thinking about money in a negative way, you're like, hey, wait a second. No, 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 yeah. no, that's not true. Yeah. Or, oh my God, I worked so hard. I'm like, no, 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 I did it. Yeah. I was so blessed because I was in a in my desk in a computer and I was not outside in the sun working hard. That is so hard. true. Yeah. So it's all perspective, and then you just have to change it to a positive meaning. Wow! Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, You're so inspirational. <laughs> so you mentioned personal development and a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. What were some of your favorite books that you can actually um, give advice to the audience listening? Like when you were developing mm -hmm. on your personal development, what was like maybe two good books that really brought you to the uh-huh yeah <laughs> um one of the books that helped me a lot and not only with money but it was my first personal development book and i read it in spanish and it's and it's think and grow rich but for women girl let me write that down because <laughs> i have this one book that i read it's called rich dad poor dad I that's did, a good one yeah, yeah i read it i read yeah, that yeah. book and i was like okay but i wanted to kind of get a feel from a woman's perspective yeah so so that one think and grow rich but for women it's it's a really good book and and we're talking about not only that's not only money but to change your perspective of business. Okay. And I love it because it kind of like works with your emotions too because we're yes. super emotional, intuitively. So, emotional. Yeah. 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 And and I love Think and Grow Rich, the the regular one, but this one was even better. Um, the secrets of a, of a millionaire mind that helped me so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I made a note on my text. But I remember <laughs> that book, Lily. <laughs> It's a really good, um, the, the Secrets of a Millionaire Mind that helped me so much. I was like, oh my God, like this is literally how I think I have a poor mentality. Um, Let's get into that. Yes. Um, because you just mentioned that this poor mentality that we have mm -hmm. as Latinos. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, go back to the ancestors um, because of this whole thing of mm -hmm. like now and our ancestors. What did it reveal to you? Go back to history. Mm -hmm. I, this is in in applies for women too because I'll go back to that in a second. But if you go back to history, we let's go back to the Aztecas, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And they just didn't know if they were gonna live the next because they were conquered. Yeah. And they they were always like at risk, so they were like living their day like if it was their last day. Hmm. So think about it. Would you plan? Probably not. No, not at all. You were a slave. Your work yeah. didn't count. Did you have to work hard in those times? Yes. Yeah. So it kind of passes on. So then I ask myself, why rich people are like, oh my God, they're rich. Yeah, of course, their kids are rich because they have money because their parents, not in all the cases, it's just because they also work hard. Because I met some affluent people that they're, they work hard, but, and I don't want to say they work hard, but they actually put the work. And, yeah. But it's their mentality because for them, money, it's easy. Because mm. they were raised in a house that money was always there. Easy, so for yeah. them, money is easy and they make money easier than us. Oh my gosh. I want to compare and, Latino households now. Like the yeah. mentalities and, and that would be a good research study. It would. I, yeah. I actually think um, I'm against 
of putting uh, like have you seen these um like if like a community right mm-hmm. and they're all like low income communities oh, yeah. yes. and then all low income they have to make less than a certain amount of money but then you go to another community and they're all like making 150k or more doctors lawyers whatever mm-hmm. um imagine an experiment where you can put both like a community where you can have doctors, lawyers, and then low-income families that parents are always working. I want to know what would have happened to the children because they're interacting with these other kids that are their parents are lawyers and doctors that have a different mentality. So they're not going to be in scarcity mentality all the time. Hmm. So I want to think that that's going to have an impact on them too, to change their blueprint, their financial blueprint. Because if you think about it, in a low-income community, they're all low-income. They're they all think the same it's so true i'm not gonna lie like i come across people and i'm like you can't think like that that's why we're so like scarce on these Mm -hmm. scarce on many our mentality and then it affects your wellness your health the Mm -hmm. stress emotional (laughs) you know cholesterol blood pressure goes up because they're thinking like i'm working so hard Mm -hmm. i said well what do you do for a living and they're like well i do this i'm like that's not labor but your 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 mind is in labor because mm-hmm. of the simple thought of that scarcity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it it's it's amazing how it affects us from going back, going back to our roots. And when I mentioned women and Latinas, um, we didn't have any rights, right? Yeah. We that sure started happening yeah. happening not too long ago, and how we were all segregated, and we were not allowed. We, there was not a lot of options for us. So what happens nowadays that a lot of Latinas are very competitive within each other. Yes. So why? Because subconsciously, there's not a lot for them. Mm-hmm. You know, the little that we have available, obviously nowadays we have more, yeah. right? There's more awareness, but mm-hmm. the little that they have available, they want to hold to it. Yes. That's why being so competitive. But it goes back to our roots again. Yeah. And it's subconsciously. So it's hard to change that. Wow, you just kind of made me realize how some women are overly competitive and they mm-hmm. kind of say, you can't do this because I'm already doing that and you're going to be like taking away my clients. I'm like, there's room for everyone. Yes. I mean, I even think in different events and different um, gatherings, I always say there's room for everyone. When we uplift one sister, we uplift the next one and the mm-hmm. next one. And now only are we uplifting the woman, we're going to uplift the next five seven generations of women and that's my mentality it's like what am i leaving behind for the next five generations of mm-hmm. women to learn that we're trying to make this space for them so they're not going to have the same struggle but mentality too to break the chain yeah because you know often we can do so much good work but that chain still exists exactly right it always takes you back mm-hmm. like you kind of said well, when you ask a question like um, when we talk about our savings account and we're like oh like do mm-hmm. we go there i see people fringe sometimes i'm like oh don't be scared it's just your savings you know like um if anything it should be letting you know like what are you feeling internally mm-hmm. about money so how did you feel internally about money when you were going through your situation mm-hmm. and then getting horrible. getting to know where you're at yeah it was it was horrible for me because it was more like i was always grew up in a house that everything had to be like perfect my parents well my grandparents were very very conservative so i always had good grades i always do did things right everything was the good girl (laughs) and then all of a sudden not only you're getting a divorce which is not allowed at home yeah but second 
you are a financial disaster. (laughs) So it was very, very bad, but it was more my ego. Yeah. You know, my ego that was hurt. That was like, oh my God, this is happening to me. Like, I can't believe it. So it was, that's why being more aware and more conscious, as well as my ego, I was like, it's my ego talking or it's me. Very good point. Yeah. It's my ego that it's hurt or it's me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just understanding that now I feel very, very comfortable. And what I mean by that, it's obviously I'm not where I'm going to be. And Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact, Mm -hmm. but I know that I'm getting there Yeah. and, and every day is better and better. And now, like we talked a little bit about it, like I know my worth. Because I was in that scarcity mentality. I used to give my work for free. Yes, I think some women still do. Yeah. And I said, we can't do that. We have to value our time. Exactly. And and for me, it was like, oh, it's okay. They're going through a tough time. Like, I went through that too. Or it's okay, this and that. I have a, um, a nonprofit. And, and I love that. But then my nonprofit is for that. But then my business is for for yes. business, you know, for money. Yes. Yeah. And it's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And then as Latinos, we also see money as evil. Mm. So, oh, look, she's greedy. She's charging this much. Oh, look, she's greedy because she doesn't want to give me a discount and this and that. Girl, you better say, <laughs> you better preach that because, you know, it's true. It's like they, yeah. uh, as soon as they see, like, that you're doing the work, they're like, okay, so what kind of discount are you going to yes. give me? <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that's not, no, that's... I consider that a little bit disrespectful sometimes mm-hmm. because it's your time and it's your effort and it's you value what you do. So how long did it take you to value when you huh. started your business? Uh, it took me like a year or a little bit more than that. And how did you uh, affirm yeah. to stay like, okay, no, I have to be able to value my worth? Yes. Well, at first, because it was very, very tough at yeah. first and I was doing a lot of things for free. And then I was like, no, like by working in my mindset and my mentality, then I started, no, 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 no. They're paying me this amount of money to go speak there. Or they're paying me this amount of money to do this. And I'm not charging for all this. No. Like, this cannot happen. So it took me time because at first I was like, it's going to be 250. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. 250. Like, oh, it's, so it's almost it's felt like stagnant, right? Yes. Like, saying, like, oh, do, do I have to uh-huh. charge you? Or uh-huh. I used to, I have a girl that is helping me at the office. And then I was like, you'll charge them. And then I'll do the work. And I'm like, no, like that, that cannot happen. Like, I have to do it. I have to take ownership. So it took time, it took work. Now it's easy to be honest with them. Like, okay, well, we're going to do that. If it's just a consultation, it's the same amount of money. Oh, you charge a company? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's your time, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I know most businesses um, try to get you with a free consultation. And then we'll try to make a plan for you. But I'm thinking, well, that's kind of nice. But for someone that's like like you who started a nonprofit along with the business, it's kind of like, that's a lot of work already. Yeah. You know, so you do have to value that time and that worth. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this question. When you get clients, do you ever get someone that says, I don't believe in the bank system? Yes. <laughs> and what do you tell them? Like, what is something that you try to incorporate? Because one of the things that I learned from my mother is how well she invested with her money and how when I had other friends and their parents didn't think like my mom, like I have to think investment wise um, because other people are so with like, I just have to keep and hold to what I already have. Mm -hmm. So how can you actually help someone that still has the old school mentality that I don't believe in the banks, they're a bunch of robbers, they're going to steal my money anyway. 
and how do you make them work and see otherwise well first i have to know why why do they believe that mm -hmm. where this where is that uh like thought coming from or that feeling of they're gonna steal my money coming from to understand a little bit more what's going behind the scenes mm -hmm. and then after that it's just explaining the whole process and make them understand okay wealthy people no wealthy people well they have their money in banks Mm -hmm. they have like educating the client because education it's key for everything you do yes. but before I, I jump into education I try to understand first what's going behind this what's going on behind the scenes by asking questions and then being like okay yeah I totally understand what you're going through I totally understand why you think like that now and they give them different scenarios and different examples as well that's very important for what I do because most of my clients don't believe in retirement and ah. that's a big thing of of um, what I do mm -hmm. so as well I tell them like you're here because you want to put your finances in order right yeah okay you might not like what I'm going to tell you mm -hmm. so do I have your permission to be honest because you're not gonna like all my recommendations and then once you have their permission they're allowing you to go into their world mm. something very important too that I found in doing uh, financial planning is that people feel like they're in a number okay mm. so when we start talking about credit scores or how much money they have in their savings accounts they feel embarrassed or mm -hmm. it's just i don't believe in the system or this and that mm -hmm. but because they're not doing so good they don't they don't feel good about themselves so something very important it's like hey you're not a number You're not a 500 credit score. You're not a thousand dollars in your savings account. Mm -hmm. You're more than that. And you're here because you want to make a change. So that even talks better about yourself. Yeah. So that makes them feel very, very comfortable. Because in reality, they're not a number, you know? And, or when they're in debt. Because right now, credit card debt, it's to the roof. I know, girl. Yeah, it's, it's okay. They're always promoting credit cards like crazy. Yeah. That, that's that's another conversation but yeah maybe a continuing episode i know right conversation <laughs> yeah um, but no i love the fact that you actually go into knowing their world first because mm -hmm. i think that's so important i do that with my wellness clients because i work in the health field i get to know their world because i can't just be like i'm gonna make all these recommendations and their environment is completely like Poof! yeah like not even anywhere near to the first step they need to take mm -hmm. so i love the fact that you're implementing wellness consciously mentally and physically because they feel that emotion mm -hmm. all throughout their body so mm -hmm. what do you do after you get to know the world after we get to know the world that we started building rapport a conversation then we jump into numbers and we start getting numbers and everything and and i'm talking about a couple sessions it's not like just a one time that they're gonna sit with me no yeah. it's gonna be a couple times and then we jump into numbers um and then i let them know okay i'm gonna make changes this this is not right look if we change this this way it can work different like if you do this it, this could be the possible outcome but i'll be i'll come back with um like to with a financial plan and it's going to instruct you either if you want to get out of debt that you need to start saving or whatever it's your goal to accomplish mm -hmm. and then i'll guide you step by step and like you mentioned i need to know their world before i work in their finances because according to how they are mm -hmm. it's the recommendations that i'm going to make because oh. i cannot make um extreme recommendations to someone that loves shopping 
Oh my like goodness. I have to be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a girlfriend that loves to shop. Yeah. I'm like, girl, do you, you don't need another pair of shoes? <laughs> How many pairs of shoes do you owe? <laughs> yeah. But having said that, um, that's a key factor, to mm-hmm. be honest, for your work, is getting to know their environment to be able to plan a financial blueprint for them, right? Yeah. Um, I guess another question, um, not client, but more of a college student, like what is one tip? You were a college student once. Mm-hmm. What would be maybe like three pointers that you can give to a college student who wants to go to college but maybe doesn't have the finances or learning about like if you are going to take a loan, what should you look out for? Mm-hmm. I think budgeting, especially for college students, it's crucial sticking to a budget because it's so easy to get on debt, to start partying, purchasing like crazy Mm -hmm. but you have to budget now before you budget you have to have a plan so my plan is to graduate in four years right Mm -hmm. okay what do i have to do for what do i have to do to graduate in four years uh so that way every time you want to make a purchase that it's not within your budget you can be like hey hey this is not aligning with my goal and then another thing that i can um and i've seen this with clients as well um it's look out for grants there's mm. so many before you get into student loans. Mm-hmm. There's so many out there available that people just don't apply, that people don't like to write essays, they don't like to submit um, for grants, for ask for help mm-hmm. to be able to get the most out of you that you can for financial aid and grants, because the student loans are crazy mm-hmm. interest rates too. So if you can. First, know what you do, what you want to do, your plan. You have to be sure, okay, nowadays a lot of people go to college and they don't even know what they want to go for. They're just wasting their time for two years, and that's costing money. I always tell them, go to a JC. Mm -hmm. Don't go waste your four years trying to figure things out. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That is true. So uh, knowing, once you have a plan and knowing what you want to do, then you can start looking out for grants. There's a lot of grants for Latinos. You can start looking out for grants, um, for creating like a plan and then you can start budgeting as well for your college education be very conscious about your purchases because it's really easy yeah you're going to start your first credit card we know that credit is so important here but how are you spending get um, educated about that you cannot spend more than certain percentage of your credit limit or else it's going to affect you and things like that yeah i completely agree with you because when i went to college i got my first credit card you know, I didn't get the lecture about interest and how much you should spend, how much you should pay. I pretty much relied on the credit card for purchasing books mm-hmm. and everything that I needed for school. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, once I graduated, like I ended up owing. I was paying the minimum payment, which mm-hmm. I learned later down the road. It's not going to help you at all. No. I learned you have to pay more than the minimum payment to get rid of the payments. And now that I have that, learned that in my journey, like... Oh, if I decide, I haven't opened a credit card in a very long time because I'm like anti credit cards now. <laughs> I only, I think I have maybe like one or two because obviously in the States, credit unfortunately is what you do need to yeah. for a lot of things, even taking out a freaking car, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I have learned is being able to pay more than the minimum payment. And I got rid of a lot of credit so quickly mm-hmm. because I changed my mentality. Yeah. Instead of me saying, I need to hold on to this money because I need to have enough for this. I said, say, no, I don't want to accumulate interest and debt. So I said, mm-hmm. like, paying it in chunks. And not, before you know it, I was, like, getting out of some debt, you know. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, okay, now I know my mentality can change and not be so scared to be like, I need to hold on to my money because... 
you know, I need to make sure that I have enough for this or that, you know. Yeah. So that was something I learned as um, postgraduate, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't learn it during college years. I think everyone, it happens to most of the students, yeah. they, they don't learn anything about uh, financial education in the, after they graduate. Um, I have clients that pay like $800, $1,000 just on student loans every month, and they just didn't know any better. And then oh. on top of that, they have credit cards. And imagine like how much do you have to make a month to make a living here, yeah. especially in San Diego. So I think everyone goes through that, and it's because there's no financial education in college. Yeah. Because I went to school, yes, I went to school. My bachelor's degree was in finance, accounting, blah, blah, blah. But they never... We never talk about, yes, you have to budget. You have to do this. It was funny because it was more about investment, stocks, this and that, but not about the real financial literacy that we need. You just mentioned something. Three key words. Mm-hmm. Budgeting and financial literacy. literacy. Uh-huh. Why is budgeting so important? It creates... It helps you create a habit and it helps you stick to a plan for me. Okay. I always tell everyone like without a plan, like without like goals and a plan, your budget's not going to work. Okay. Because then there's no, if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a plan, you don't want to budget. That's so true. Yeah. So you need to have goals and a plan and a budget is just going to help you with that habit, creating that structure. And we need structure when it comes to our money. Mm. We need to know where our money is going to. Mm -hmm. Why you're letting money control you instead of you controlling your money. Ah, no, when you don't have a budget. Yeah, that's the way I see it. And that's the way. Look, imagine you don't have a budget. You don't even know how much you're paying in credit cards and rent and bills and this and that. And at the end of the day, you're worth you're in bank account negative $10. Mm -hmm. And then you have to work for your money. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's very important. Financial literacy as well education it's everything nowadays it's not about selling something to someone it's about educating someone thank you so much because i am focused a lot on Mm -hmm. you know awareness and education like do you know what you're getting yourself into Mm -hmm. let's start the conversation like we are today yeah that's what i love about being able to have these conversations with women it's like it's not just about me wanting to get to know you it's about creating awareness together because i think it's a perfect opportunity to have the audience somewhere in New Jersey, Atlanta, listen in and be like, oh, I learned something today. Yeah. Budgeting and financial literacy, mm-hmm. which is really important to have a goal because yeah. without a goal, what's the purpose of budget? Because mm-hmm. then it's just kind of like redundant, right? Exactly. So I really love the, the um, form that you created for the Femme Latinas event. Oh, yes. And I was wondering if you're going to create a planner because I've been kind of waiting on your <laughs> announcement, you know, because I'm like, I really loved how you categorize the form. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the form that you created and why yes. you created it? Yes. So I think um, that form, so the first it was just expenses. And then I divide in percentages how much you have to uh, for your savings. And I put the percentage and savings is first. And mm-hmm. I always um, have to mention this savings is first because you have to pay yourself first. Thank you so much for saying that because so, we forget to pay yes. ourselves. And I think people, when they think about paying themselves, we think about, well, I'm going to go buy this. That's how I'm paying myself. No, that's <laughs> not. That's not. Think about your future self. Ah, See what's going to happen when you're 60 years old. Now, according to the uh, mortality table, we're going to be probably to like 87, especially us as women. So mm. 
¿Qué va a pasar? Who's gonna yeah. take care of you at 87? Yeah. Right? Yeah. As Latinas, we're so used to be like our, our kids, are, our children are gonna take care of us. Uh, See? Uh -huh, so, uh -huh. and it's paying you. It's paying mm -hmm. you. So for me, that like it's paying you either for something that you want to create in the future, for a future business, for um, your retirement, for an emergency fund. Why paying you? Because if you have an emergency fund, and let's say your car breaks down, mm -hmm. if you if you have one, you're not going to stress out. You're yeah. be like, oh, it's all taken care of. If you don't have any money in your savings account, you're going to be very stressed out because that's going to throw you off yeah. and where it's your health. Mm -hmm. right blood pressure exactly heart attack can happen like el estrés como dicen nomás el estrés causa mucho problema yes <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's paying yourself yeah paying yourself that's why I use the 20% then um, we have the other 50% which is your housing um, transportation 50% because it's very, very expensive to live yeah, here in California. It is. I compared it to Texas when I came back. I was like, damn, I was good in Texas. <laughs> yeah, in Texas yeah. too. Like, well, we can talk yeah, about I so know. many things that are very expensive here. And then, then we have the other 30%, which are your um, your other expenses, what we call variable expenses that you can actually change or move around, dining out. And in that 30, there's a 15 that it's your debt. Right, so if you owe credit cards, loans, it shouldn't be more than that fifteen percent. So if you make a thousand, like if you make a thousand dollars, you shouldn't spend more than fifteen percent on other expenses. If you're spending more than that, then there is an issue, and you need to work on your finances and see how you can get out of debt. Yeah. So that's how I I structure the budget. And like I mentioned, that's a general budget and I use it for most of my clients. Not all the families are with the same budget because we all have different situations. Yes. So we just have to make sure it's just a general one. It works for most of the people, but sometimes I just have to work numbers around because families, every situation is different. But yeah, and going back to the planner, yes, I am working on yes, that. So <laughs> I am waiting. I'm waiting on it. It's like I looked at the hand. I was like, I wonder where she's gonna come out with the planner. Like, <laughs> I really love how detailed it was. Mm -hmm. Like it made me more self consciously aware of like I was already doing my my one and needs list, and mm -hmm. I already know how to like you know kind of like control my money. But I'm still learning yeah. as I go, right? And I think everybody. It's a learning process. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to be perfect at it. And that's why there's consultants like you to go to because you're really great with navigating with numbers. But also because you come from a personal journey of mm -hmm. understanding the client's environment, which is so important. Because I think sometimes when people walk into certain agencies, sometimes they are looked at as a number, unfortunately. Um, and you're able to kind of connect because you understand uh what you went through and how you're trying to help out individuals and make them understand self-consciously to change that mentality and break yeah. the chains saying it's gonna work out but there's gonna be a lot of work and footwork on your end and i think people sometimes expect for you to do all the work no <laughs> and, and they're like oh well you do all the work and i'll just be here you know and mm. People have to be consciously aware. There's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's like with your health. You know, it's a lot yeah. of work. You have to invest the time. You have to budget. You have to write things in. You mentioned journaling, writing your emotions down. What did it mean if I spent 20 or 50 or $100? Mm -hmm. You know, so sometimes it's kind of like subconsciously just making yourself aware of that for your own well-being. Yes. To keep growing abundantly in money and mm -hmm. receiving to manifest. You know, if I'm, am I working hard? 
I'm not under the sun, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So now I have to change subconsciously that mentality. Yeah. So, Sandra, if people can find you in San Diego, where mm-hmm. can they find you? Yes. So we have my social media, um, which is Latina and Finance and Instagram. Then um, in Facebook as well, Latina and Finance and Sandra Palmora. And then actually my office is located in Chula Vista as well. Nice. So definitely. And then my phone number for the office is 619-488-6313. So they can just either Instagram message or give us a call. Nice. And are you open Monday through Friday, weekends? Are you pretty flexible or does it depend on it's, your um, set schedule? Yeah, it's Monday through Friday. Um, I'm open. Um, always, I work by appointment because I have an agency too that I run. So it's I work by appointment and then on Saturdays as well from um, 9 to 2, I can schedule appointments too. Very nice. So we're going to look forward to one year financial budget planner, yes. which I'm going to look at. <laughs> I'm constantly like looking because, yeah. you know, you guys, I think you were working with your other partner too who I already forgot her name. Um, you guys did an announcement on Carolina. Instagram. Carolina. Yes, and yes. And I was like, oh, they're doing, uh, yeah. you guys did like a questionnaire and I answered it and I was like, yes. okay. And I was like waiting for the next one. And I was like, when are these girls coming out with a planner? Like, yeah. <laughs> We're actually working together for cool. that. So I'm, definitely. I look forward to promoting yes. that because it, first of all, it's coming from Latinas with the mentality perspective from mm. women. Um, is there any books other than your two financial... Sorry about that. I'll, yes. cut, I'll edit that out. <laughs> is there any, um, other than the two financial books that you described for recommendations, is there any um, books that you recommend emotionally to invest in? Um, I have a list of books that I read, but also I love this book and it's more business, but it helped me too a lot. It's um, I'm Badass at Making Money, uh-huh. that by Jen Sincero. I think I've heard of that. that. That's yeah. a really, really good money. It, um, it helps you a lot. For me, it changed my perspective completely as well. And then there is a, another book that it's called Wealth. And I forgot the name of the author, but I can actually give yes. it to you so you can throw it out there. Are yeah. you going to make a list of recommendations on your Instagram account? Let's do that. Yes, yeah, I let's do that. Should, yeah, because yeah. you're coming with so much knowledge. Yeah. And I think you're coming also from a perspective of knowing what it is to come from scarcity, especially growing and developing and changing the mentality that I think you're line of books is probably going to help many people who are following you already and i would definitely look into those books because i'm always wanting to learn more about financial literacy because i think it's really important once again i came from the mentality when i was saying spend 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 unlike my mom who was like save 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 and i think sometimes finding a mutual line in between well balance will be really important um so now that you're up and running with your business how are you doing in your health it's so much better if we can go on that like it's so much better to be honest with you and it's all related so that's why i love what you're doing because what you're doing and then when i talk about money for me like i was always sick Mm -hmm. all the time and i'm going back not only because of my money mentality but also um self-care and other issues that i had but i was always in the hospital and i had seven surgeries in the past of my life and then since I decided to change my life, mm-hmm. I haven't visited the doctor a single time. Well, that's good. I'm so happy so, and informed that you're yes. actually not stressed and going to the hospital. That's yeah. amazing. So it's, it makes a huge change. And it's not only the money mentality. It's just general. The way you think. The way you see things. The more conscious you are. Mm-hmm. So that's going to help you in all the other areas as well. Before we leave... 
I want to say congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Um, I know you're off to a new start, and I wish you nothing but abundance in the new year. In the next couple of years, I think you're on to something really great because not only are you giving it from a Latina perspective, but you're also understanding that scarcity mentality that we still hang on to. Even when we succeed, we still kind of yes. hang on to that. It's kind of yeah. like, uh, you yeah. know, we still like, you know, okay, I'm doing really good, but, but I'm waiting for that, but, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of like, mm, you know. So thank you so much once again for taking the time to come out and do the interview. And I think I'm not going to invite you for maybe a, a series of topics because you have a really great knowledge and background and what it is to be consciously aware with your finances and i know we didn't get that in depth but i think it's really great to break it up so that way people can come back for more and can look for you in, in a comunidad and yeah, definitely thank you so much yes. for the invitation i'm very very happy to be here and be sharing and then i'll put the list of books yes. and also i will also start some reading collection in there as well you should you know. definitely <laughs> yes definitely post it okay chicas thank you so much if you have any questions once again what is your email again uh, my email is um, morapesandra at gmail.com and then phone number 6194 I'll be linking it up to the episode and also you can look her up on Instagram as Latina and Finance correct so don't worry I'll be following her along and any announcement I see I will be giving her a shout out so that way you guys are well aware of what's up to date I look forward to you hosting workshop for young girls in college and business girls because I think it'll be a really really great workshop for you to lead and hopefully we can even collaborate and make that happen because I yes. honestly think we really need that yes it's todo por ahorita and next episode is probably gonna be for some time because I'm gonna take a little break because my husband's getting surgery done so prayers lots yes. of prayers good vibes good and once again gracias for coming thank you okay bye